Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brendan Escott, pinch hitting for Bob Stoffer here on Oilers Now. Bob, of course, up in the plane on his way to smoky California, usually sunny California. They're just getting ravaged by those fires down there. Uh, nevertheless, okay, we're talking a lot about the Oilers, uh, the losing ways. I mean, obviously, there's no way to dance around this. It's been a poor stretch. You heard Todd McClellan say that there's uh, <laughs> a multitude of reasons that this is happening. And we'll get John Shannon's thoughts in just a minute, but not before I tell you that some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. I promise you, it is the best steak you've ever had. Bob does not just say that. Without further ado, I will bring aboard John Shannon to Oilers Now, our regular Monday guest. John, how are you doing today? Good, Brandon. How are you? I am doing well. A lot better if uh, things were going a little bit of a different direction here. But, I mean, six losses, seven games. What's your take on everything? Well, um, certainly the inconsistency uh, has to be disappointing. Uh, When you looked at the first two periods, Saturday night in Calgary, you thought that there was such signs of hope. Uh, I would even suggest you you use the first period against Vegas on Sunday of signs of hope. Uh, yet the uh, inability to sustain um, the offense, sustain the defense for 60 minutes is uh, such a huge factor. They, I, I almost get a sense, uh, Brendan, that you know they. If, if you looked at the Derek Ryan goal, which was uh, scored after the uh, Cara breakaway. The emotional letdown that this team has uh, is amazing. I I put the Cody Eakin goal on Sunday exactly the same way. Uh, The the drag that that created for the hockey club, even though it was still just 2-2, seemed to just change the whole perspective of what was going on for the hockey club. The mental state, I, I, the mental state of these guys and how they simply get down on themselves so quickly must be very frustrating for everybody. So, you know, nobody's really talked about this that I've heard, but is that, in your opinion, more on the leadership core of this team and, and particularly a veteran, you know, not pinning it all on Lucic, but he would be one of the voices of reason in this room who's been there before, uh, or is that a coaching thing? Well, I think everybody's accountable. Um, I, I, I certainly think the players are accountable. You, you know, the leadership is not just one player. 
and I don't blame Milan Lucic for that. M- Milan Lucic, you know, as a veteran, um, you know, is not the captain of this hockey club. Um, certainly, he should be adding some uh, some uh, skill and, uh, and and emotional support. Uh, but I, you know, underneath it all, I almost think that the team is so young in in such key spots. And, and let's, we forget how young Connor is still, and and we forget how elite Connor is, and he can turn it on and off. When he gets mad, what what does he do? Well, he goes out and and does it with his skates. He does it with his stick. Um, that's not necessarily leadership. That's leading by example. And I think that there's a difference, and that you wonder where some of the leadership is with the hockey club right now when it occurs. Uh, but I, you know, I mean, I, I I think that the coaching staff does isn't is, is culpable as well. So it's it's disappointing when you think about uh, the skill level of some of these guys, but that doesn't necessarily translate into leadership. John Shannon chatting with myself on Oilers now. Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer. John. Is Miko Koskinen looking more and more like the number one goaltender every time Talbot's in? Well, you know what I listen. Let me ask you this question: If you you know if you want to win one game right now for the Edmonton Oilers, who are you putting in goal? I mean, in my opinion, the team plays better in front of Miko Koskinen right now. The one thing I would say is. is when you watch Koskinen play, and we actually talked about it on the broadcast last week, is there are very few rebounds that he lets out. And I know that the, the you know the the goaltending staff have been working heavy with him on rebound control, but man, oh man, his rebound control uh, has been very good. Was certainly good uh, when he was on that bit of a winning streak, and certainly very good against Montreal. Um, the frustration I think now with Cam is that we're not even getting the rebound, and the puck's just going by, and and that's uh, that's hard to watch at times. It was hard to watch last night when uh, there were certainly some screens, uh, but you know goalies have to play big in in the net, and goalies are expected to make saves that uh, they don't necessarily the, the normal man couldn't, uh, and that's on Cam right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't like, you know, constantly slagging on the goaltenders. But from what I've seen of Cam over the past four, or five starts, it just like you said, it looks like he's very small in net, and that's uh, not necessarily offering a lot of confidence to the rest of the team. Like I mentioned, now, John, what's your take on the Ryan Spooner trade, and what did you see out of him in those first couple of games? Well, I certainly know that Ryan Spooner has talent and and can shoot the puck, and is faster than Ryan Strom. Um, and, and so if you're trying to create some scoring, uh, then Ryan Spooner would, uh, would, would be an upgrade. Um, the, the one concern I would have is that Ryan Strom was very popular in the room amongst the players. Uh, and how, how does that translate to the players? Or does that even matter? Uh, should this team, uh, you know, have a bit of a shakeup when one of the most popular players is is forced out of town. Ryan Spooner, when he was in Boston, uh, was was a fa- was a, a good player. Was a factor. You know, certainly before he got traded to the Rangers, Ryan Spooner, um, you know, could score goals, and that's something that the Oilers need. Finding 
you, you, but you're not going to find lightning in the bottle, Brendan. You're not going to find it after two games and be able to make a decision. It's going to get. It's going to take. When you consider that he was traded at what would you say three o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time, and he's on a. Oh, did we lose John there? Might be uh, driving through a tunnel. We'll try and work on that. Uh, the Ryan Spooner trade, in my opinion, is just looking like a trade, and and this is all over the internet right now. If you you know you've read the articles, you've you've read the Athletic, et cetera, et cetera. It's a trade for the sake of change, and I don't have a problem with that. With the way that this franchise was going, and if that means that we can uh, see a little more speed on that top line, if if that means that there's somebody else to play alongside whoever the second-line center is going to be. We'll see. We do have John back. John, you going through a tunnel? What happened there? <laughs> no. I, I dare I tell you, I was, it's a beautifully sunny day in southern Ontario, and uh, the no-service button just got hit. Unbelievable. Anyway, that's okay. Um, so I, I, to, to finish the Spooner thing, when you think about traded by 3 o'clock Eastern time on Thursday, uh, or sorry, Friday, to be on a plane and play Saturday and Sunday, uh, even if you're a professional, it's got to have an emotional toll. So uh, I, I would hope that this trip where he's on the road in the hotel with the uh, the rest of the team, that uh, we'll get a better glimpse of what Ryan Spooner can do. He's going to be faster than Strom, we know that. And he can certainly shoot the puck. Let's give him, uh, hopefully, the, the Oilers give him an opportunity to shoot the puck. To be honest, I was surprised that he drew into, uh, particularly the first game or even the second one. I mean, like you said, that's a quick turnaround. Chatting with John Shannon here on Oilers Now. Brendan Escott, pinch hitting for Bob Stoffer. John, uh, I mean, one of the names on the market, let's, let's just talk about externally because we did see the one trade. Obviously, management has acknowledged that there's the potential for some roster shakeup in that regard. Is there anybody else? I look at teams like Pittsburgh. Um, who else? is There's, you know, even Montreal, for example. Anaheim, Los Angeles. Who else might be out there that could, uh, could be leaned on for some external help for the Oilers? Well, I'm not sure you're trading in the division. I'm not sure you ever would trade in the division. And what you don't want is you don't want you haven't played Anaheim or LA yet. You're going to play them four times at least. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you want to trade anybody or with one of those two teams and have a player come back and haunt you or or, or stop you from making the playoffs. Um, but Pittsburgh certainly is looking. I'm not sure when you think about what the Penguins have that their support players, their secondary guys, are any better than some of the Oiler guys that you're prepared to give up. But it also becomes a cash crunch and a, and a cap crunch, Brendan. You know, the, the Peter Shirelli's uh, well aware of uh, what he can or can't do. Let's face it, the Spooner deal only works if the Rangers retain $900,000 and the contracts appear equal. So from that perspective, uh, you know, what, what you have and what you got perhaps is what happens between Edmonton and Bakersfield as opposed to Edmonton and anywhere else in the NHL. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I've been in the, the wake of this goaltending situation. It's not a crisis, but it is a situation I was looking at. Well, you know, Carey Price is struggling, but Carey Price is worth $10.5 million. That's not happening. Simply yeah, I don't. I, that, that, that's, that's such a speculative market. Uh, and listen, goaltending is tough to find. Good quality goaltending is tough to find. Uh, teams that have uh, extra goaltenders like Carolina right now, but one of their guys is injured, 
you mean, should you be interested in a retread like Peter Barazic or Curtis McElhaney? I don't think so. You know, you're, that, that becomes the issue. I, and by the way, I don't think Cam Talbot is going to be this bad for the rest of the season. You know, you know, you know goaltenders are like golfers. They, they, get, they get in funks. You know, and once their putting starts to improve and once their swing gets back to where it was, then you hit the ball, you know, dead solid perfect, and you can make the 12-footer. So I fully suspect at some point Cam Talbot will be back to making saves rather than watching them go by him. Right, and, and I'll ask you this too, just to round out this topic. Is he more like the player who we saw steal games all season long in the playoff year a couple years ago? Or is he more like a guy that, uh, you know, was going to be a good but not great goaltender? never going to be one of the elite goaltenders of the National Hockey League, ever. Uh, and what he's done, he should be admired for how he's made a career out of playing the game. And, and he's, Cam Talbot's a battler. Cam Talbot loves this game. You know, when, when you when you go to that great hockey uh, powerhouse like the University of Alabama, Hutsville, and become a player in the National Hockey League. He played 23 consecutive games for the New York Rangers because Henrik Lundqvist is injured. There's something there. Um, and right now, I, as I said, I truly believe he's just in a funk. And everybody, everybody's got fingers and toes crossed in the front office, on the bench, and in any seat at, uh, at Rogers' place thinking that he's got to get out of the funk one, one way or the other soon. Yeah, you're hoping sooner than later, but encouraging. I mean, it's just funny to me how many people were frustrated by the signing and the price tag of Miko Koskinen, and and now I don't think there's anybody arguing with that. No, but uh, but you know, it, 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 goal take, listen, and Koskinen has been a pleasant surprise, I think, for lots of people. And and every time we have doubts about how management runs the hockey club. There are a couple of players that you look at and say, hey, that was a good decision to do that. Alex Chason was a good decision to bring to camp on a PTO. Miko Koskinen was a good free agent signing. But dare I say it, Brendan, that's this week. You tell me next week. I've never seen an emotional roller coaster around a hockey club on and off the ice like I've seen in Edmonton this year. All right, chatting with John Shannon of Sportsnet. Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. John, last one for you, and I, I, I really don't like to just avoid the elephant in the room. Six losses in seven games is, I mean, we know that uh, pressure is ratcheting up on Todd McClellan. Supposing a move would be made. Um, is Glenn Gulletson the next in line? Is, is it externally? What do you think? What's your take on all that? Well, first of all, I'm a, I, I, I support Todd McClellan. I think he's a good coach. Uh, I, I don't think he lasted in the National Hockey League this long without, uh, with, with his pedigree, without, uh, without having a, uh, an opportunity to get yourself out of these funks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there I remind you, Brendan, that they're in the Pacific Division, and in the Pacific Division is hard, hardly the toughest division in hockey. Uh, and I think that this is the opportunity for the Oilers to make the hay. I think it's far too early to be considering making a, 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 a coaching change before you try to find a way to adjust things on the ice. I mean, the Spooner trade was a start. I think Peter Shirelli's got to be looking at some other things as well. Uh, but, you know, to see Todd McClellan be the scapegoat for this, I don't think that's really fair. I would tend to agree with that. It's a tough business, though, sometimes, isn't it? It is, 
and and uh, and you there's at a certain point you have to respect the passion for the fans who uh, they they want to win as and sometimes worse. No, I think they want to win just as badly as the players and the coaches do. But what what I would say is what's going on inside is not for lack of trying. Uh, and trying to instill some common sense into uh, a team and a staff in order to try to play 60 straight minutes, that's Todd McClellan's biggest challenge. John, really appreciate your time. I can tell you're driving right now, so safe travels wherever you're off to, and uh, we'll chat again next week, okay? Okay, Brendan. Bye-bye. Thanks, John. John Shannon here on Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, Brendan Escott hanging out with you. We're going to press pause for a couple of minutes. And when we come back, we'll get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Please support 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous and make sure every kid has a Christmas. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 1253 in Edmonton, Brendan Escott hanging out with you in place of Bob Stoffer. Bob's up in the air on his way to San Jose, California right now. Tough life, eh? Let's get to uh, NHL today for elite promotional marketing more than just sportswear. There is a jam-packed night in the NHL tonight and an all-Canadian matchup on the West Coast. The Canucks hosting the Winnipeg Jets. The Flames hosting the Golden Knights. Florida visits Ottawa. Montreal hosts the Capitals. And the Leafs welcome in Columbus. A lot of home action around the, uh, the whole country tonight. Penguin center Sidney Crosby is making progress, but will miss his third straight game with an upper body issue against Buffalo. He is still listed as day-to-day. Elsewhere, Austin Matthews practiced with the Leafs for the first time yesterday since injuring his shoulder at the end of October. He is still not sure when he is going to return to game action, though. He says he doesn't plan on rushing it. Canucks recalled former Oiler Sam Gagne from the AHL's Toronto Marlies. The 29-year-old was a point-per-game player in the AHL this season. He also carries a $3.15 million cap hit. Down to the far, the Bakersfield Condors fell 4-1 to San Diego on Friday nights, and then they turned around and won against the Colorado Eagles on Saturday, 5-2. Both Yessi Puyarvi and Kyler Yamamoto scored in that Saturday affair. They host the Colorado Eagles in the rematch tomorrow night. The Edmonton Oil Kings stretched their point streak to 10 games on Friday, picking up a point in a shootout loss against Lethbridge. And then on Saturday, they returned home, and the Kelowna Rockets knocked them off 3-1. The team Trails Red Deer in the Central Division by two points. And next up for them, a game against the Wheat Kings and Brandon on Wednesday night, followed by a trip to Moose Jaw to play the Warriors on Friday. Finally, in U Sports, the U of A Golden Bears knocked off the Lethbridge Pronghorns in back-to-back games on the weekend. 5-2 on Friday, 4-3 on Saturday afternoon. They moved to 9-3 on the season. Still third in Canada West standings behind Saskatchewan and the University of Calgary. All right, we can finally get to a couple of texts right now, and they've been coming in fast and furious as we kind of expected them to. So it comes out of Lac La Biche. It comes down to defense. Got to help the goalies out. They need a number one and a number two defenseman. All they have right now is number three and four guys. I agree with that. 
Bob asked me last week if uh, if that top pairing of Larson and Clefbaum is a true number one pairing. I don't believe it is. I believe that one of those guys would be in the right setting. I believe if Clefbaum can find an offensive game to go with Larson's stout defensive game, that's a number one pairing. But right now, there is not enough offensive production, in my opinion. This one comes in out of Edmonton. I'll tell you what, the officiating in the Calgary game was awful. Kachuk got away scot-free. Meanwhile, Cassian's game was hindered to the point he was not a factor. Well, he factored in as much as he could until he sat in the penalty box for nearly an entire period, and that took him out of the game. You're right. You're absolutely right. This one coming in from Lynn in Calgary. Brendan, why did the coach scratch Ty Ratty? No points in two games. Coach also made him take the four minutes of Cassian's penalty in Calgary, playing in his hometown in front of family and friends. Yeah, he was a healthy scratch last night. So, obviously something in his play that they want to work out. He hasn't contributed anywhere near the way we thought he might be capable of after the preseason. That's for sure. And this one uh, also comes in. John in Edmonton says, Brendan, the Oilers' big issue is goaltending. Put Koskinen in net and don't change it until he has a bad game. Well... We could beat the dead horse for two hours worth of this show. I mean, the bottom line is they need somebody behind them who is going to be able to give them confidence while they're in net. Talbot's not doing that right now. Koskinen's the guy. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Ballin when we return. I've got a prospect update for you right down to the OHL level. Lots of guys worth checking in on. And maybe we'll open up the phone lines. Brendan Escott hanging out for Bob Stoffer. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.